0: So many sensitives are used to listening to inner channels in their mind that are not their intuition and masquerade as their inner voice. On this week's episode of Tune In With Marcy, I'm exploring why is intuition so hard to hear? I discuss what is intuition, the inner channels of communication that often get confused with our intuition but are not, how to get past second-guessing your intuition, how to sort through the noise in your mind to hear your inner voice, and one question I want you to ask yourself right now to start trusting your intuition more. I'm Marcy Moberg, and this is Tune In with Marcy, a podcast devoted to exploring what it means to reconnect to our intuitive nature. Welcome to Tune In With Marcy. This week, I'm kicking off a five-week exploration into unlocking our intuition. This is all in the lead up to opening doors very soon for the enrollment of my popular intuition development program, Intuition Unlocked, formerly known as Intuition 101. Hey, what do you think about the, the name? I like it. I feel like it fits more. Intuition 101 was just like, it just never fully captured it because anyone who's gone through the program knows that it's way beyond 101. on one but yeah, it feels good. So we're, we're kicking off this like five-week series where we're going to explore some really important building blocks to how we unlock our intuition. I'm really excited about this, and today I want to kick off the series by talking about a very important topic that comes up all the time in my client work and has come up year after year after year in my online group programs, and that is why is intuition so hard to hear? Now, let me give you some context to that question. Sometimes that question is about where the heck is my intuition. So for some of you listening, that might be, I don't even fully know what my intuition is, or I had my intuition. It feels like it's gone offline, And for others of you, it might actually be, why is intuition so hard to hear in the sense that you have really strong intuition, but you struggle with second guessing or doubt. All of those scenarios for me is what's encompassed in this question and what we're going to talk about in today's episode. So you definitely wanna listen all the way through to the end because this is packed full of really juicy stuff. So first let's talk about, so we're all on the same page. What is intuition? The way I think about intuition is I think about it as the heart-centered access point where you can get the answers to your simplest and deepest questions that are kind of like on your heart. You can maybe think of this as almost like a personal Google system. And it is the, I think, <laughs> definitely the number one most important gift that you have, like hands down. I personally don't think there's anything more important than this in your life. Like I think there's a lot of things in your life that are important, but at the center, this this is at the center, I mean because you're having your own like GPS system is essential. That's what we need to be able to guide us to make decisions about anything that comes into our life. whether it's people, decisions, choices, et cetera. So I like to think of ourselves, as instruments that can tune into different channels and frequencies. And intuition is one, you might say, like network, right? Almost like, a, like, a, like if there was like a larger, if we kind of go into the realm of like broadcasting, let's say there was a larger TV network that owned multiple channels, you could think of intuition as something like that. So it's intuition is one network on your inner plane of existence, that has multiple channels, that we can set our minds to, that we can set our energy to, that we can set our frequency to, that we can intentionally tune into, recognize, pay attention. So over time, when we practice enough, we can become, you know, very skilled instruments where we can know how to turn on and turn off channels in a sense, or even turn the volume up and down. Maybe some channels are really strong. We can't necessarily turn them off, but we can turn the the volume on other pieces up. So this intuition network that I'm talking about, the way that I think about it includes spirit guides. It can include ascended masters or other guiding beings. It can include angels. It could include well and healed ancestors that are here to support you in this lifetime. It can include your higher, wiser, wider self, however you want to call that, like your soul, the essence of who you are. It can include spirit teachers in nature that are like plants or animals, trees, elements, area, and land spirits. It can also include the wider universe, source, supreme being, great spirit, the force as they call it in in Star Wars, whatever you want to call it, but this like sense of like the greatest consciousness energy that sparks life, that keeps it going. You could say something like that. Um, Those are just like some examples of what the network of intuition can include. And often we are tuned to different channels than this network of intuitive channels or allow other channels of information to really confuse our intuitive clarity. So it's kind of like, imagine if you could on your TV, turn on multiple channels at the same time. And let's say that the intuitive channels are maybe a little bit more, they're less flashy, they're not as loud. And then you have some other channels playing at the same time that are like loud and they're action and they're, they keep you on the edge of your seat. And okay, that's kind of what you could think about as these other channels that are often unconscious channels that sometimes either cover up, block uh, or get in the way of, confuse the intuitive network of channels, right? Hope you're following me, me So these other often unconscious channels include societal norms, conditions, collective limiting beliefs and fears. And they can be limiting beliefs and fears about ourselves, other people, family members, limiting beliefs and fears. They can be a friend, family member, coworker or other important person in our lives. Strong opinions, beliefs, fears, long-held stories. They can include early childhood and post-childhood wounding that sparked fears, long-held stories, created coping mechanisms inside of us. They can include unhealed ancestral trauma that's passed down through the generations, which then somehow becomes crystallized in like hidden truths that we in our family continue to kind of like repeat, almost like mantras, and we don't even realize it. And they can also be unresolved and painful past lives that played out, um, old storylines and those old storylines continue to play out in our present lifetime. The problem is, is that so many sensitive people I've met throughout the years of my work are used to listening to channels that are not their intuition, but often masquerade as intuition, as their inner voice. And these other channels often sound like their own inner voice. And I don't mean like metaphorically, I mean like literally, (laughs) literally, they sound like their inner voice. So, again, going back to the TV example, I love using, um, you know, like illustrations, metaphor, symbolism. So, let's pretend you have a TV on and you have multiple channels on, and the commentator or the, the narrator in three channels you have open sounds like the same. So, you might think it's from the same source, right? But in fact, those channels are run by very different networks, right? So that's kind of how it works in our minds. So let me give you an example. So this becomes even more concrete. One of the areas I see this show up the most, um, well, we could say most obviously, let's say it's like a very obvious one. I think that shows up a lot in my work is around money. And that is like stories we have about how we can or cannot make money, stories about what money does or does not mean. And inevitably, when this comes up in my client work, I will usually ask like the same questions. And I'll usually ask my client, you know, whose voice do you hear? And what's always interesting is that often the first answer is mine. They think they hear their own voice. And it's not just that they think that, like it literally sounds like that in their inner stream of consciousness, it is in their own voice. So I usually will urge them to listen again. And if my client is brave enough to get underneath the words and see who they remind them of, they will usually discover it's not actually their truth. It's not actually their like words. It sounds like them, but it's not them. And when we encounter a truth, quote unquote truth, that seems to be solid in our minds, but causes us lots of fear or anxiety, it's important to ask the question wait a minute, who is the first face you see in your mind's eye when you hear this truth or story? And if we trust the first face that comes to us or name, then we'll often discover that this truth often belongs to a caretaker, the collective or other important figures, forces in our life. It also sometimes can be a face of ourselves, like a younger self, and that younger self can then therefore be connected to an older wound. And that older wound and that younger self is important, but that's not your intuition. That's important. It doesn't mean we discard it. It just means that we work with that, that channel, that information in a different way, if that makes sense. So, learning how to trust our intuition and stepping into our healthy sovereignty really depends on us doing this, like tending and weeding and awareness of our inner garden. It's essential. We can't, we can't like skip this step. I feel I, I see so often people just kind of skip this step. They just go straight to like, let me just connect to my spirit guides. Mm, okay, well, I mean that's important, but if you don't actually know what your intuitive network. Like sounds like, feels like. You don't know the distinction between that and some of these kind of maybe more unconscious patterns, parts of your shadow, your your family's history, your your parents' truths that are not your own. Then that's where it can get tricky, and some of those channels can be mixing. So you could be, for example, um, sitting down to tune in to a spirit guide, and you think you have one channel open, like your spirit guide channel, and you start to receive a message from your spirit guide, and it's pretty scary. But what you don't recognize is that that cha- that reception is really scary, because also the channel that's playing in the background is a storyline of fear that's connected to one of your caretakers. For you, it sounds like the same channel, like you sounds like the same information is coming in, but it's not. And so it's really, really important to get like much more fine-tuned in understanding the inner channels, inner frequencies, like what's happening in our inner garden, so that when we do connect to a spirit guide, we have a lot more clarity and ability to have discernment about what's coming in and whether we actually have more than one channel playing and recognize that and then be able to take action about that. So weeding out the truths in our mind that never belonged to us in the first place is really important so that the truths that are our own And that we want to plant and grow now can. Now, working with this, these like this many channels at first can be overwhelming, right? Like I talked to you about all the different channels that could be in the network of intuition. And I'm talking about all the different channels that could be in the network of your unconsciousness, your trauma, your this, your that, like, that can be really overwhelming. So to begin, I always recommend people start with getting clear on just, like, let's just start with splitting it into two channels. And the two main channels I want you to think about it as are your heart and your mind. We spend decades valuing and listening to our intellect. And that's important. Like, it's, it ha- it's an important piece of us. In other words, we've, like, we literally have decades under our, our personal belts of working with our intellect, of working with that channel, of attuning to it, of turning our inner frequency to that direction. However, when it comes to our intuition, which loves to be heard in our heart, most of us have not learned how to connect to or practice listening to or trusting our intuition. So in other words, we're just out of practice. We're not taught this. It's not generally It wasn't the case in my life. And I see that as to to be true for most of my students and clients that I work with. This is not something we're taught. And so it's something that we have to learn now that we're adults. So a really important pro tip I want you to recognize right now that can help you to start to distinguish these channels is that your intellect is not your intuition. would you like to be a part of my inner circle, get the opportunity to know me a little bit more and for me to get to know you? How about an opportunity to take what you learned on the podcast and translate it even more practically into your everyday life? Well, if any of that sounds good, I would really like for you to hop on over to my website, www.marcimoberg.com and sign up for my newsletter. I send out regular emails to my newsletter, which is really my inner circle. That's the best way to stay in touch with what I'm up to. And I send out newsletter only practices uh, whenever I have a new podcast episode, which is an opportunity to really take that week's theme and that week's episode and translate it into your own life super easy you just head on over to my website and you'll find a pop-up window and a link there to be able to join i can't wait to get to know you better and for you to join my inner circle let's talk about what i call the two eyes intellect and intuition Intuition is often missed in this society where we glorify rational thinking and the conscious mind, also known as the intellect. To start identifying our intuition more clearly, we can consider the energetic and quality differences, let's say, between the intellect and our intuition. So here's like a quick breakdown of some key words and phrases that you might consider when we're sussing out, okay, what's the difference between the intellect and our intuition. Intuition is subtle, quiet, non-linear, non-rational, knowing without knowing why, feeling, perceiving, sensing, being, listening. Often referred to as gut feelings, hunches, or heart-led. And intuition often has a peaceful or grounding feeling underneath it when we receive it. It's like a steady, it has like this steady quality to it, is the best way I can describe it. The intellect, on the other hand, is concrete, planning, strategically oriented, rational, knowing based on facts and stories, thinking, analytical, linear, doing, explaining, Our intellect sometimes masquerades as intuition by being this, and you can kind of recognize when it's doing this masquerading, when it shows up as pushy, urgent, graspy, needy, and in a rush, okay? So that's really important. I can't emphasize that enough. Uh, So often I find people are like really, really convinced that they have like this intuitive knowing um, but when they share it, it's it is really urgent. It's full of shoulds. It's pushy. It's graspy. It's needy. It's like in this rush. If I don't do this now, something bad will happen. Kind of a push. It's a lot of like excitement, and and that can get confusing, right? So I really think it's important to start to recognize these differences. So when you reflect on these qualities that I just listed for you? What percentage, if you're just kind of to give it a rough number, what percentage of your life do you see led by intuition? And what percentage of your life do you see led by your intellect? Now, this is really important. The key in developing our intuition is not to leave out our intellect. I'm not talking about like, you know, leaving that out. Our intellect plays a really important role in our life. The way I kind of think about it is that our intuition over time, my goal in my work is to empower more sensitives, to bring your intuition into the CEO role of your life and all areas of your life. And what that looks like is that that part of you is the visionary. That part of you is setting the tone. That part of you is setting the clarity. That part of you is recognizing the next best step. And then the intellect comes out, comes in play as like the executor, the part of you that makes that vision reality. That's important. But so often we have this order reversed and the intellect is the CEO. And when the intellect is the CEO, um, I'm sorry, there is no place for intuition because the intellect is pushy and analytical and has all these ideas and thinking and and moves fast and it just when we have that part of us in the CEO role it often it has a very strong will and it likes to both be the CEO and the execution so it's also trying to bring the it brings the vision and the execution and i really wanna support people to flip that because it's just Easier. (laughs) Let's talk about that. Life is just like much more easeful in a sense when we do that. The reason to develop our intuition is really, in essence, to access a more balanced and whole version of ourselves and our lives. So, what are we exactly balancing? I would say intuition is this amazing, wise, inner voice, or we could say voices because remember it's a network with multiple channels that knows exactly what turn to take uh, right before it's coming and guides us through that turn so that just like a GPS, we can be led to our destination without obsessing about our final arrival point. So we can simply focus on the current step in the present moment and then take the next step in the present moment. And when I or others I know. Follow their intuition in this way. Bring their intuition into this visionary CEO role. Life seems to flow much more, even when it's difficult. Right? I didn't. No. Note that I didn't say life is not difficult when you follow your intuition. Um, no, that's not. That's not my experience. That's also a myth that I think a lot of people have. It's not that you will never experience challenges in your life. No. But when you do experience difficulty and challenge, you're able to flow through that more because there's this deeper sense of ease that starts to set into our being when our intuition is in charge because we can let go of gripping control. And control comes from, where is it? The intellect, right? (laughs) Control comes from that part of us. So ultimately, when I and others I know hear and follow their intuition, we suddenly develop a deeply healing trust in ourselves and in our lives. And gosh, being able to trust ourselves more is so rewarding and so empowering and so healing for so many of us. We learn when intuition comes into our CEO seat, when intuition is allowed to leave, lead, we learn how to trust that we'll know the next step when we need to know it, even if we don't know the final destination, that everything has a purpose for our higher good and expansion, even when it's hard. Like there's something happening there. There's something we can glean from that. And that we will be able to overcome, move through, and rise from any challenge we face. And that we will always have our very own back when the going gets tough and we have a support team through that intuitive channel and that we're wise enough to pave our unique path. Like we start to trust our wisdom. So what do we do if our intuitive channels are strong and we fall into traps of doubting our intuition or just like second guessing? I see this all the time with sensitives where you may have strong intuition, but then you just, you always find yourself in this place of like hindsight 2020, where you have a strong intuitive knowing you take the opposite direction, you like second guess yourself, you take a different action, and later realize, oh, my intuition was right. Um, If that's you, like, listen up. (laughs) This goes back to, again, what internal channels are we tuned to? Once we have awareness of these channels, it's a lot easier not to fall into their traps and mistaken fear for intuition and mistaken the doubt for an intuition. People ask me all the time, how do you not care about what other people think? Or how do you not move? How do you like move forward without fear? First of all, that makes me smile and it makes me laugh because um, that's not real, (laughs) anyone who tells you that they like never, ever, ever truly care about what other people think or they never have fear, like I don't buy it. (laughs) It's not that I don't have channels in my inner world that care about what other people think or fears. Of course I do. Like I'm, I'm human. Are you kidding me? Of course I do. However, I know these familiar stories and I know they're not my intuition. That's like very clear to me. And so therefore, I act accordingly. So let me share an example. I had uh, intuitive clarity about six six years ago, literally to this week, which is really cool. I kind of try to find it every March. I go back to my emails and find the original resignation letter I wrote to my government job. So about six years ago, well, it was before that. But at any rate, six years ago, I knew like that's it. I needed to send in my resignation and leave my government job. My intuitive knowing was really clear. It was steady. It was peaceful. But my fear with long stories about stability and what constitutes a career and oh my gosh, am I throwing away all my credentials and all my hard work? Like that was really loud. But the difference was I knew these stories were not originally mine. And I know their roots. So with love and compassion, when they came up, I soothed the parts of me that were really, really scared. Lots of love and acknowledgement. And I allowed my intuition to take charge, right? So it's not that fear wasn't there. Fear was there. I soothed fear, but I didn't follow fear. I didn't mistaken fear as my clarity. And that's the important distinction. Did I know my exact steps and plans? Uh, no, (laughs) all I knew was that this, I had no doubt was the right next step I needed to take. And so I followed my heart literally, like literally my heart had this sense. So when fear and doubt and questioning comes up, what can carry us through this messy middle is our familiarity and practice with knowing what our intuition looks like, feels like, like really knowing intuition intimately. So consider what is a time that you trusted your intuition and it was like really spot on and what did it feel like? I'm going to guess that it probably was not panicky. It wasn't pushy. It wasn't graspy. It wasn't should based. Instead, I bet it was something like steady, grounded, peaceful, maybe even more quiet than other messages that you received in your mind, in your inner experience at that time. I like to think of it as like a wise grandparent, really, or like a wise elder guiding your way with the gift of their presence. This is like a place to start. So start by thinking about that. That can be a nice way to start to become familiar with your intuition. In this episode, I outlined some of these really important quality distinctions. Pay attention and notice when they show up in your your life, and then just notice in general which you know percentage of your life is being led by your intellect versus your intuition and that's really the the easiest place to start kind of noticing these different channels in your inner experience if you loved what i shared in this episode i would love for you to take a screenshot and share on instagram you can tag me at marci moberg m a r c i m o b e r g and if you'd love to dive deeper into this topic and practices that empower you to develop your intuition, then the entire first lesson in my upcoming program, Intuition Unlocked, formerly Intuition 101, is focused on sharing practices that empower you to answer the question, how can I, myself personally, tell the difference between my heart and my mind? This is really the central question We need to start with when we're learning to connect to and to trust our intuition. So if you're not already a part of my inner circle, which is my newsletter, you'll want to make sure that you head on over to my website and join there because that's the best way to stay up to date of when doors to intuition unlocked will open. So that's all for now on this week's episode. Next week, I'm exploring the very important topic, one that I'm super passionate about, which is psychic protection. So make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening on that ensures that new episodes show up for you. And in the meantime, remember that being you takes courage. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me on my podcast. Tune in with Marcy. I hope you loved this episode and it enriches you as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts, share your rating, and leave a review. Ideally, five stars. That way, more people can find this podcast, which would be wonderful. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And you can always learn more about me and my work at my website, www.marcymoberg.com. That's my first and last name.com. Until next time, remember, being you takes courage. Lots of love.